Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 101 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. Studying in the week of May the 1st uh, to May the 6th, uh, in the uh, the week where we're studying uh, Luke chapters 12 to 17 and John chapter 11. Um, and today we're having a look uh, at the section about the prodigal son. Now, this is uh, interesting for us because there is a number of things that we have to uh, pull out from this. So let's dive straight into it because we haven't got a long time. So we start off with a man having two sons. And in verse 12, it says, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, he took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Um, what's interesting is, first of all, that this father does do this, like, can you, if you can imagine, like, a parent being asked, oh, can I have my inheritance now? Being given that inheritance and then squandering it um, on all those things, like, that the parents will have, li- will likely think, knowing their son, I really shouldn't do this because I know what he's going to do with it. But the father in this parable does respond and give the inheritance. Uh, Elder Brent H. Nielsen said this, quote, He wants to leave the safety of his home and family and seek after worldly pursuits. Please know that the Saviour's par- in the Saviour's parable, the father lovingly responds by giving the son his inheritance. Certainly the father must have done everything he could to convince the son to stay. However, once the adult son makes his choice, the wise father lets him go. The father then demonstrates sincere love and he watches and he waits. Close quote. So, you know, despite knowing that this that this is likely going to be the outcome, the father allows the son to make the choice to take the inheritance uh, and to do that. And this is a great example of how we are, you know, given free agency by our Heavenly Father. He knows that we are likely to squander it in some way. He knows that we are likely to do things which um, we shouldn't do. And despite that, he has given and he desired all of us to have that agency to make those choices with what we do uh, so that we can then reflect on those choices and the impact of them and the results of them. Uh, Because of that, um, we are then able to uh, have the Saviour, because of the Saviour's promise that he can heal us, um, we're able to then change and be cleansed by him. So I think that that is an important um, parallel there uh, in this parable. But then uh, he goes out, uh, wastes it, as I just mentioned, and in verse 14 and 15 it says, And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Uh, Bruce D. Porter uh, said this, quote, Like the errant son of the Saviour's parable, we have come to a far country separated from our pre-mortal home. Like the prodigal, we share in a divine inheritance, but by our sins we squander a portion thereof and experience a mighty famine of spirit. Like him, we learn through painful experience that worldly pleasures and pursuits are of no more worth than the husks of corn that swine eat. We yearn to be reconciled with our father and return to his home. Close, close. So there is clearly this idea that 
This is meant to symbolize or represent this idea, this point that if we make mistakes or if we, you know, do things that we shouldn't, then we fall into a position where we are of need or where we are of want of spirit uh, and that we, um, and this prodigal son uh, fills his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man did give them to him. Um, this is obviously a situation which, let's not forget, to eat with swine would have been even more um, humbling and abasing uh, for um the Jewish people, because of course, swine were considered unclean animals. I mean, I don't think that we today consider them very clean either. But actually, what I mean by that is that they saw them as ritually unclean. Uh, and so to do this brought him to not just uh, a point of humility and just a point of this rock bottom feeling, but also that eating with the swine made him ritually unpure and unclean as well. Um, and so this is a, a difficult and hard moment. Uh, but of course, we know that he comes to himself. And it's this introspection uh, where in verse 18, he says, um, I will arise. Well, in fact, verse 17, he says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am no more worthy to be called my son. Make me as one of thy servants. Um, Elder Neil A. Maxwell said, quote, Even a spark of desire can, can begin change. The prodigal son sunk in despair. Nevertheless, he desired and came to himself. Close quote. Speaking about the importance of desire, I think you know it's, it's important we remember that even though we can look back at things and choices and decisions we've made, and we can wallow in the choices that we've made in the past, a spark of desire can change the future, can change our lives going forward. Um, Elder Robert D. Hale said this, quote, In the church, when important decisions must be made, we often hold council meetings. Family councils serve a similar purpose. You may want to conduct what I what I'll call a personal council. After praying, spend some time alone. Think about what is ahead. Ask yourself, what areas of my life do I want to strengthen so that I can strengthen others? Where do I want to be a year from now, two years from now? What choices do I need to make to get there? Just remember, you are a pilot and you are in charge. Uh, I testify that as you come to yourself, your Heavenly Father will come to you. By the comforting hand of his Holy Spirit, he will help you along. Close quote. We have the power to change our future. We actually, we absolutely you know, have that choice, but uh, we have to make that choice <laughs> and we need to do that now rather than kind of deciding we'll do it later because it may well never happen so as we know in the parable um because we need to move on <laughs> the uh do you know what we are going to have to touch on some of this tomorrow because there is just so much here because uh we've not even got to like the, the great bit now but we get to verse 20 uh, and it says and he arose and came to his father but when he saw he was yet a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him um Obviously, this is, for me, one of the most beautiful parts of this parable, that the father goes, like, sees him a long way off. Now, I, I, I can't remember who said this, but, you know, the idea or the message is there's one or two choices here of how we kind of see that. It's that the father's going about his business, his day-to-day -day business, and glances out the window and sees him and run, drops everything and runs, which in itself is a beautiful message. You know, the fact that he sees him a long way and doesn't think, oh, 
oh, there's my son coming. I wonder what he wants. Or, oh, I know what's going on here. Or, I know what he's come for. But instead, he drops everything and he runs, which, you know, again, is wonderful. But I like to think, and I think we can see from this, that if he sees him a great way off, the father is looking out for him. He is waiting for him. He is waiting for the day that he's going to return. And when he does return, he goes straight to him. Um, for us, our Heavenly Father is doing the same. And can I also point out that, you know, this prodigal son, we often attribute it to maybe people who have left the church or people who have made serious mistakes or things like that. We are all prodigal children in a, in a way. We all need that grace and mercy from the from the from our, because of our saviors from our saviors atonement offered through our saviors atonement um and so to know that our heavenly father is waiting and watching for every single one of us to come to ourselves and to turn back to him uh, at any moment in our lives is such a powerful message elder garrett w gong said this quote my message today is whether we are coming home or going home god is coming to meet us in him um we can find faith and courage, wisdom and discernment to trust again. Likewise, he asks us to keep the light on for each other, to be no more forgiving and less judgmental of ourselves and each other, so his church can be a place where we feel at home, whether we are coming for the first time or returning. Close quote. It's, you know, it's a principle which we love, and it's a principle which is so powerful, and when we reflect on it, we just find the great mercy in it. But we also need to show that same mercy and love to others. Uh, we are going to have to continue this parable tomorrow. There's just so much in it. Uh, so please do join us tomorrow as we conclude that, and as we go on to something else in our study for this week. And until we meet again. <laughs>